This is the Iowa State Athletics SciCast. Hi everybody, I'm John Walters. Today's SciCast is with David Archer, a two-year starter and record-setting quarterback for the Cyclones before moving on to a well-accomplished professional career. David was back in Ames last weekend as an honorary captain for Iowa State's spring scrimmage. We hope you'll enjoy our visit with David Archer. David, first of all, what, is it, what does it mean to you that Matt Campbell asked you to come back and be an honorary captain here? Yeah, today? it's it's a tremendous honor. I uh, I don't get a chance to come back here very often. My wife still, our family still lives in Des Moines, down in Des Moines, and she went to West Des Moines Dowling and, and all that, and so we get to come back and we see her mom and her brother and stuff, and so we do, try, to do, try to do that once a summer. Uh, but I don't get back here at this time of year when, when spring ball is going on or, or even in the fall because I broadcast some games in the south. So to be able to come back and have Coach Campbell reach out to me it meant, meant a ton. I've been following him from social media and all that, and he's got tremendous energy behind the program right now. really proud of him. When you went into the Iowa State Hall of Fame, what did that honor mean to you? Well, I mean, it's, it's a tremendous honor to be recognized uh, by your school that uh, – you know, you pour it out there on the field. And that's, I don't think that you ever think about something like that. You just right. try to play as hard as you can for the guys around you and, and for, for the university and, and, uh, and try to put that maximum effort out all the time. And, and fortunately, we had, we had some success. Me going into the Hall of Fame here is just a, is a, a reminder of all the guys around me that played well. You know, I had a lot of had some really good offensive linemen. I had some really good receivers to go get the ball for me. So that honor is probably as much of theirs as it is mine, but it was a tremendous honor to be recognized by the school. You had a lot of great offers coming out of well, Soda Springs and then junior college, but how did you end up at Iowa State? What, how did the journey take you from Soda Springs, Idaho to Dames, Iowa? Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Being, been, was being recruited, uh, had a really good sophomore year in junior college and, and uh, had an opportunity for a number, of, a number of opportunities, but I started looking. I didn't want a red shirt. There were a couple schools that were looking at me that made it no bones about it. they were going to probably redshirt me. They had a, a quarterback there, a senior quarterback, and didn't want to burn one of my years. And so I started thinking, I don't really want to sit down. I want to find a place where I can play big-time college football. And what better place than the Big 8 Conference, where they had a number one and two teams in the country in Oklahoma, Nebraska. I was going to get just to play them every year. Uh, Iowa State was in the transition at the time. John Quinn was leaving. He'd been an outstanding player here. They didn't have an incumbent quarterback, so it was an opportunity for me to come in and try to win the job in the spring. Fortunately, I was able to come in and do that and got a chance to play. Donnie Duncan was my coach, and, and uh, I was really, really impressed with the way Donnie's people skills were and, and how much it meant to him and all that kind of stuff. And He sent his offensive coordinator, Al Sandahl, and he camped out. I, I don't think Al ever got over it. He had to stay in Soda Springs, Idaho, for I think five days before I finally signed. And it just so happened we got about a foot and a half of snow during his time there. I don't think he ever thought he was ever going to get out of there. But uh, I eventually signed and got here, and I'm glad I did because, of course, I met my wife here. And, and uh, so this has been a special place for me. And then you had Coach Kreiner for his, his first year here. And you had a very good senior season, broke a lot of passing records. Tell me about some of the memories of just your, your senior year. Yeah, it was it was tough because we all, even though I was only only played for Donnie for for one year, right. there was a lot of uh, and, and and these players that have had to go through the transition was Coach Campbell last year. There's a there's a tremendous amount of, of of feeling you have towards your coach that recruited you, and Coach Kreiner came in. He wanted to change things, and it was going to be the better for, betterment for me because I'd gone I'd come from an offense in junior college where we threw the ball, to where we ran the I formation, ran some option play action under Donnie in, in my junior, that we're going to change to a more of a spread 
throw the football type operation and, and it was going to be good for me it was going to be good for the team because we had some skill guys that could really do that uh, but still there was some anxieties attached to it there was some sadness that Donnie was being moved out because he had done such a great job especially beating those guys out in the east the, yeah. that Iowa crew we've been able to take care of those guys pretty well well the first thing I remembered about Iowa was uh, we had spring practice and media day my first semester here I came in as a junior college transfer from Snow Junior College and so obviously I knew my teammates and I'd gotten up to speed what we were trying to do on offensive and defensively as a team and I had a guy walk up to me at the at the media and this is back when they put the media scrum out on the field it yeah. wasn't as organized as it is now <laughs> and I had a guy named Jim Zobel walk up to me <laughs> and he said so you're gonna beat Iowa that was all he said and, and I'd gotten an idea what it, because Iowa State had beaten Iowa two years in a row coming into my junior year. And I said, well, that's what we do. <laughs> we beat Iowa. And so fortunately for me, we went to Kinnick Stadium my junior year and beat them again for the third time in a row. Now, they came here and got us my senior year. But, uh, yeah, I, I was indoctrinated pretty quickly into Iowa State, Iowa football. And, and, uh, and you know, you want to win all your games. Right. But the one you better get is you better beat those guys out east. So, Coach uh, Kreiner coming in, there's, there is a buy-in, and I really can identify with that. And, and Coach Kreiner, I butted heads for a while, you know, the first, first, uh, first part of spring practice and even first part of the season. But he realized that, that uh, I had the skill set that he was looking for to, to, to throw the football and do some things on offense. And, and, uh, and then we had some amazing games right here. Uh, in this building, we had a game against Kansas yeah. where Kansas had, had just beaten USC on the West Coast. USC had been ranked 10th in the country, and Frank Sire, their quarterback, could throw it all over the yard. And we had a classic battle here where we scored 17 points in the fourth quarter to come back and win. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it brings up some good memories. You mentioned some skill players. Proviso East is known for producing a lot of basketball players, but they produced a hell of a football player in Tracy Henderson. What was that connection like between you two? It seems like you were always on the same page. Yeah, it really, it really was amazing. Tracy uh, was a guy that had the ability to play basketball probably at the at major college level. In fact, he was recruited by Michigan and some teams but came here to play football and, and uh, was a sophomore receiver. Didn't have great speed, but he just had a knack for, for getting open. And I, I had a, a, an amazing feel for his body language. And whenever you've got a guy that, from a quarterback standpoint, he can, you know, which, it's what, what you call giving a hint at the top of your route, I had an idea where he was going to go, the angle he was going to come out on breaks, and I could get the ball out quickly so I could anticipate where he was going to be. And, he caught 83 balls that year for over 1,000 yards, first 1,000-yard receiver, I think, here at Iowa State, or certainly one of the, one of the only ones. But he uh, was an All-American, and rightly so. He, he was the guy we lined up outside, inside. He made a lot of plays for us. Uh, good memories of trying to throw the ball number 83. How much do you still think about your teammates from those teams? Do you still, are you still pretty close with some of those guys? I've got t Tony Carlson, who played safety here, uh, Story City high school kid, uh, Story City area. Uh, still lives down in Atlanta near me. Uh, I'm a godfather of one of his children, uh, so we've stayed pretty close. Uh, in fact, we only live a stone's throw from one another. He built my home. He's a, he's a builder down there. Okay. So Tony and I have stayed very close. But because I'm in Atlanta, I'm removed from it significantly. I, I follow some guys on Facebook, and we talk a little bit like that. But uh, this is a really cool opportunity to come back and see some guys that, that I haven't seen maybe since I left. You had an opportunity with USFL and kind of rolled the dice and, and wanted to see if you could make the NFL right out of college and did. And it wasn't long before 
you were the Falcons starting quarterback. Kind of take me through that process and was it a little bit overwhelming to to that quickly be the guy in Atlanta? Yeah, it was it was a pretty uh, it was a whirlwind situation. I mean the the, the USL thing, I, USFL thing, I didn't even know who they were. And so I get a phone call from a guy from the Denver Gold. It says, congratulations, Dave, you've been selected in the fourth round by the Denver Gold. And I didn't even know who that was. I didn't know who it was. I said, oh, well, okay, thank you. Um, and he says, well, we need you to, I said, well, I think I'm going to wait on the NFL. I didn't even know, I, I had to look it up. I didn't, I didn't know what it was, but uh, ultimately I waited. I was not drafted. And so I had to go fight my way onto a team, which was very similar to the way my career had been. I had to go to JC, then I had to come here and fight to win a job. And so I was very comfortable with that situation to go fight and win it. So I just had to pick the right team. And I had like five or six teams that wanted me to come to camp. I went to Atlanta, was able to fight and win a job. I, th I thought I was in a little bit of trouble though when I showed up in Atlanta. And the number one, the starter was Steve Bartkowski. The backup was Mike Morosky, and the the rookie they brought in was a guy named Nick Hinkowski. I thought I may, may I may need to change my name to make the team, but uh, but fortunately I was able to survive. And then I played the last game of the year that year. Uh, they sh I showed them that I had some ability to play, and the next thing you know, I was on the field as, a, as I think Bernie Kozer and I were the youngest starters in the NFL. And some some really rewarding moments. As the starting quarterback in Atlanta, you had some great moments. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. There were some things that happened. Uh, we beat Dallas in Dallas for the first time in the history of, of the Falcon franchise. That was a Dallas Cowboy team. We went in there early in the year. Both teams were 2-0. and Very much like the Kansas game here yeah. uh, where it was a shootout game. Danny White was throwing the ball over the yard. I had a chance to have some success in that game as well. And, and we ended up winning that game 38-35. Very simple. Very similar to the one here, ironically enough, but uh, or 37-35. This one here was 38-35. Uh, but uh, yeah, there were a lot of great memories. I think the thing you remember the most about playing, even here or or in Atlanta or wherever I played, or the guys you played with, there was some games here and there that you remember. But more importantly, it's the camaraderie in the locker room and the jousting back and forth and kidding each other and all that kind of stuff. Those are the moments you remember the most. And you. It seemed like couldn't get football out of your blood. The MVP season out in Sacramento, and then the CFL team comes there, and you, you were at it for what another five years after the Falcons' opportunity. Played five years in Canada. Yeah, I ended up getting seven years, I think, in the NFL, one year in the World League, and then five years in Canada. Um, yeah, I I just wanted to play, you know, and I I got to where I started early in my career in Atlanta, and then I found myself in a backup role and. I got uh, some calls for some people to come play in the, in the Canadian League, and they said, "What do you? What, I don't know much about that game. What do you do?" And they say, "We throw the ball up here." I said, "I'm in," and so I got a chance to go play five more years as a starter. Threw the ball uh, a lot, had a lot of fun. Uh, came close to a championship up there, just short, but uh, it was it was very rewarding to go play. Well, and obviously, football is still in your blood as a broadcaster, and not unlike me who was very fortunate to know Pete and Eric you did too and then sounds like they helped you to make that transition yeah Pete Taylor was was amazing uh, Pete uh, anytime I got a chance to talk to him about broadcasting or anything like that um, he was always there and and uh, and so and Eric was too those guys uh, welcomed me back uh, I think we had a strike one year okay. uh, I came back and Oklahoma State was playing they invited me up to the booth and I actually got a chance to sit in and kind of pseudo call I listened to them more than I said anything but uh, they'd ask me a few questions on the air but that was cool to be around them those you know pizza legend and uh, what a great voice and all that kind of it, it, he was the guy that did all my games and so I, I have a, a, a tremendous affinity for him yeah I got a chance to get a taste of it and said hey you know what 
this is pretty cool. Nobody hits you in the back up here. You know, I, I got hit in the back a lot when I played. So I said, this is going to be neat to be able to talk about the game, be around it. And it's the only thing I've found that kind of gets the juices flowing like it did when I played. I can't hit a guy down the seam for a touchdown anymore, but I can talk about a guy doing it. And I've been fortunate I get a chance to talk about Matt Ryan, and Matt Ryan's been pretty good in Atlanta. And you do get attached. I know I do, Tyewa State. You do get attached to the team you're covering. The Super Bowl had to be tough. It was tough, especially considering we were beginning to think that we might have done something pretty special. Up 28-3 yeah. in the third quarter, and we just didn't take care of business, give New England credit. They did all the things they needed to do in the fourth quarter to win the game. But it was an incredible ride. Uh, Coach Quinn, it's, in, it's interesting because Coach Quinn and, and Coach Campbell mirror each other a little bit in the time they took over their program. You know, two years ago, Cam, Coach Campbell came in for his first year last year. Same for Coach Quinn uh, a year ago. And, they, and he had success. And so I think that the energy with which both go about their business, they talk about things the same way, the camaraderie, the, the brotherhood, all those kind of things. I, I see that emanating here. I'm, I'm proud of what Coach Campbell's doing. Obviously, uh, what Coach Quinn has done in Atlanta is, is uh, really unprecedented for Atlanta. And it's a young football team that I think has a chance to have some staying power. Last thing for you, I, I saw your Twitter bio says, Father for Iowa State Cyclone. Those are the first two things listed. So obviously, uh, you feel a special connection still to this place. Uh, just tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, this was this uh, this changed my opportunity in my life. You know, I've got my wife here. Uh, she was a pom pom girl here at Iowa State. So obviously, that was the most significant change. And then I was afforded an opportunity to play on this field and 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 show that I had maybe the ability to play at the next level. I uh, had a chance to play the game and get paid to play the game, which all of us would love to, to be able to do. But uh, ultimately, it's a game. And, uh, and then the people I met here at Iowa State, uh, the, you know, the nurturing that went on here with the coaching staff, some of the professors that I knew, uh, this, was a, this was a big part of my life. That's why, it's, that's why it's listed where it is. Thanks for taking some time, David. Really appreciate it. My pleasure.